Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode on the RR Show, episode 233 to be precise. I'm Andy, and I am going to be leading you today into the insanity, the chaos that is r slash no sleep. If you enjoy a bit of r slash no sleep, there is a r slash no sleep episode on our YouTube channel that apparently is a bit too creepy. You won't find it on our podcast, so make sure you find us on YouTube and subscribe over there. But today's story is from Sylvester Spooley. Someone has been leaving notes around my house, and they're starting to freak me out. Tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They started innocently enough. Don't forget your keys, read the first message, scrawled on a sticky note in loopy letters. It had been left on my fridge door. It immediately grabbed my attention because at the time, I lived alone. I had no memory of writing it, and the handwriting didn't match mine or anyone I knew. I was slightly perturbed, but wasn't sure how to react. In the end, I just tossed the note and went back to work. The second note came a few days later, left on my kitchen counter. The sticky note was pink this time, but had the same distinctive loopy handwriting. Make sure to pack a lunch today. Again... I was unsettled. Now, any normal person might have reported this to the police, but during that time, I was going through a major depressive spell. I had moved to a new city away from my friends and family and had started a new job that I quickly realized I hated and didn't pay nearly enough. Home was lonely and work was soul-crushing. I had trouble enough getting out of bed each morning, let alone filing a report that I'm sure the police would not take seriously. Even more stressed, I crumpled up the note. That day the cafeteria was closed. The main cafeteria fridge had broken overnight and many of the frozen lunches inside had gone bad. Management thought it would be better to shut it down for the day. A feeling of unease settled in my stomach after learning the news. It was as if the note had predicted it. The notes continued throughout the following weeks. They would typically show up on random days, no more than three notes a day. They were all left in obvious places in my apartment, all on sticky notes and all in that unfamiliar loopy handwriting. They began to grow more prophetic. Take I-80 today. There'll be a bad accident on your way home. Jen is going to offer you some cookies at the office. Politely decline. They'll give you food poisoning. 
Mary has been on a diet. Compliment her on her weight loss. She'll end up thinking well of you. Of course, I tested the notes to see if they were accurate. Every time I ignored their advice, whatever it warned against came true. One day, a note said to pack an umbrella, and I purposely didn't. It was forecast to be sunny that day, so any normal person wouldn't think to pack one, but sure enough, I got soaked that evening walking to my car. I was incredibly curious about the notes. There were so many questions I had about them, and those unanswered questions kept festering in my head. I tried writing notes back in return and leaving them out, but never got a response. I'd speak out loud and ask questions as if, or in case the note writer could somehow hear me. But this only made me feel foolish. I'd occasionally make a surprise visit home at odd hours just to see if I could catch the note writer leaving their notes. Of course, I never caught them. I tried installing cameras in my apartment, even making sure all of the cameras were completely hidden but the next day I found every single one of the cameras inside completely torn out and placed on the kitchen table with a single note next to them reading, Never do that again. The note stopped coming after that, which made me deeply regretful. I had grown accustomed to the notes. I had begun to rely on them even. They had significantly improved my way of life over the last few months, both mentally, financially, and socially. I'd actually started making friends at the office thanks to their advice. And for the first time in my life, I was even a bit popular. My managers, who before the notes didn't pay much interest in me, now valued my presence and would ask for my opinion on projects. It was no secret. I was on my way to a promotion. Could I still do that without the notes? The next week, a bright green sticky note appeared on my bathroom mirror. Don't forget to call mum today, it's her birthday. I nearly cried. I decided to sack my investigation and just accept things as they were. Slowly, the fog of my depressive spell began to lift and I could feel myself returning to how I used to be. My confidence rose and for the first time in a while, I felt in equilibrium with my life. I went out, cracked jokes, even managed to clean up my apartment I also managed to get a girlfriend somehow. Her name was Amanda. I met her at a pub when I was out with my buddies. The best part of all of this is that for some reason, she seemed to actually be into me. She was gorgeous, way out of my league, really, with long auburn hair that reached down her back with soft brown eyes. Her laugh was lovely and the lemon-scented perfume she liked to wear was intoxicating. She was the type of girl you could chat with for hours and never run out of things to talk about. The relationship was still new so I was trying not to plan our whole future together in my head. But she was so lovable it was hard not to. At some point I briefly thought about telling her about the notes. I've always wanted to tell someone about it, but never really had anyone to tell up until now. I decided not to, however, afraid she might think I was crazy. There was no point so early in the relationship making her think I was a loon. Plus, I was afraid the notes might stop again. 
If whoever was leaving them clearly didn't want me looking into them, how would they react if I shared what was happening with someone? So at the moment, I kept it to myself. Amanda had a hobby of cooking and invited me to her house on Saturday for, in her words, the best fucking spaghetti you'll ever eat. I was pumped, since this was the first time I would actually visit her house. I was in a good mood that evening as I was getting ready for the day. I hummed to myself happily, thinking about how lovely this was going to be, and went downstairs to grab my keys. On the kitchen counter was a new hot pink sticky note. I picked it up instinctively. Kill your girlfriend. My brain stopped for a moment. I read it once, twice, a third time. The words flashing in my brain but hitting an error every time. I set the note down and gulped, feeling nauseous. Anxiously, I went to my car and started driving. I tried not to think about the note, but the words kept circling in my mind. Kill your girlfriend. The notes have never failed me before, and they were always in my best interest as far as I knew, which was admittedly not much. Maybe they were wrong this time. Maybe it wasn't meant to be taken literally. Kill could be a synonym for break up, right? My mind kept trying to make up poor excuses the whole way there. By the time I arrived, I was a sweaty mess and not a lick calmer. I pulled down my sun visor to check my face and a bright green sticky note fluttered out. I went cold. The notes had never appeared outside my house before. Handshaking, I picked up the note and read it. Kill Amanda. Take the gun from your glove box and shoot her. I looked at my glove box, wide-eyed. I did indeed keep a handgun in my glove box for safety purposes. I wanted to puke, to believe this wasn't happening. Again, I ignored the note and walked up to Amanda's house, trying to shake the message from my mind. She answered the door almost immediately after I rang the doorbell. Hey, what's up? She said with a bright smile. But when she saw my face, the smile dropped. You okay, Gary? What's wrong? She said in concern. Nothing, I lied, trying to force a smile. Oh, actually, I think I have a bit of a stomachache. Come in, come in, she said, ushering me in. The inside of our house was cute and homely and she fretted over me worriedly as she led me over to her kitchen table. She then took my hand and rubbed it comfortingly. If you're not feeling up to spaghetti, we can always have it another time. Don't worry about it. Do you want any antacids or something? I smiled. The way she was so concerned for me over a simple stomachache made me fall in love with her all over again. My heart panged with both love and guilt. The aroma of cooked spaghetti was also extremely strong, and even though she said it was fine, I knew it would probably be a bummer for her to pack away all that spaghetti after just making it. I'm fine, sweetie. I probably have a stomachache because I haven't eaten much today. I was looking forward to your spaghetti so much. Her smile returned again. I always loved how fast she smiled at things. Well then, Mr. Hungry, let me grab you a bowl. She left for the kitchen. I reclined back and sighed, sticking my hands in my pockets. I felt a crinkle of paper. Shit! Shit! I pulled the paper out of my right pocket. 
Take your chair and bash your head in! I had a hard time controlling my breathing as I stuffed the note back into my right pocket. I also felt paper in my left pocket. And again, my mind screaming for me not to, I pulled it out, realizing that it was actually two notes crinkled together. Shakily, I unwrinkled the first note. Do not eat spaghetti, drugged! What's that, Gary? asked Amanda behind me. I nearly jumped out of my skin. I stuffed the note back into my left pocket. Oh, uh, uh, just a note from work I forgot was in my pocket is all, I said in a weird voice. She frowned. Looked like she wanted to say something, but then thought better of it. Here, babe, she said gently, handing me a bowl of spaghetti. It looked heavenly. I wanted to puke. She sat next to me with her own bowl. She rested her head in her hands and looked at me excitedly, expectantly. I stared at her blankly. Well, take a bite, silly, she said, gesturing towards my bowl. I, I, um, oh, I'm so sorry, I really need to use the bathroom. I jumped up and started looking for her bathroom. She jumped up after me, looking confused. Gary, what's wrong? You've been acting weird. When I found the right door, I went in, locked the door behind me. She kept knocking and knocking. Gary, Gary, seriously, what's wrong with you? Is the stomachache that bad? Talk to me, Gary, please. I backed up and against the bathroom wall, then sank down to the floor. I pulled out the two notes from my left pocket again, this time reading the second note. My heart sank. She is not Amanda. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you, and stay spooky. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.